Hey everybody and welcome back on the Woodpeckers pregame show as we get ready for tonight's game between the Woodpeckers and the visiting Lynchburg Hillcats. Andrew Chapman with you and we are joined on the pregame show with Woodpeckers development coach Dylan Mazzo. Dylan, uh, thanks for sitting down and, and making your Woodpeckers Broadcast Network debut. Uh, just a little bit about your coaching background. It, it's taking you to every level of, of baseball, it seems like. Travel ball with you know youth players, uh, NAIA baseball, and, and now professional baseball. Uh, for, for those that don't know you and some of your background, can you give us just kind of the, uh, the quick minute breakdown of, of where your baseball coaching journey has taken you? Sure. Yeah, so uh, I started out playing in a Division three school uh, in Misericordia uh, up in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Uh, once I finished there, didn't really know what I wanted to do and uh, got into coaching. Uh, I was a GA at Lindenwood Belleville University uh, in St. Louis for two years. Then I came back to my alma mater uh, for two years. Then I went to East Stroudsburg, Division two school up in the Poconos. Um, for a year and then ended up at the University of Charleston, another Division II school in West Virginia. Um, and then somehow got lucky enough to, to get a job with the, the Los Angeles Angels and uh, spent a couple years there and this is my second year with the Astros and couldn't be happier. Yeah, you and I kind of had a, a realization in the early season that we were actually in the same league at the same time. I was with the Biloxi Shuckers as just a, a know-nothing intern uh, down the road from you with the Mobile Bay Bears. A lot of games head-to-head, uh, -head, and, and we actually closed down that ballpark that year, Hank Aaron Stadium in 19. Who were some of the, uh, the big leaguers that were a part of that team that, that you got to see who are now with the Angels? With the Angels, uh, Andrew Wentz. Um, who else did we have? We had Joe Adele. Um, we had a couple other big leaguers that with some other teams, but um, super fun league, a little hot. Uh, similar to the Texas League. But overall, I mean, that, that league was flooded with players that, you know, we're watching in the big leagues today. Yeah, a lot of guys from uh, Milwaukee that season that have that have gone on to uh, to debut. Guys like Drew Rasmussen come to mind on that Shuckers team uh, with the, the Tampa Bay Rays. Is is Mobile as far east or excuse me as far west as you've gone in your coaching career? You grew up in Pennsylvania. Is that is that as far west you've gone? Uh, no. So I spent uh, a year and a half because of COVID uh, in the. Uh, uh, AZL uh, with the Angels, so I was out there for two years, uh, and then I was also in Corpus Christi last year, so gotten to see a lot of the country. Baseball's afforded me a lot of opportunities to see a lot of this country, whether it's driving, flying, whatever it is, and I think that's what, you know, part of this game that makes it so great. You go back to your, uh, your playing days at Misericordia, you mentioned, in your home state of Pennsylvania. Was there somebody from that coaching staff, a coach of yours, or maybe even before college, that you think inspired you to, to eventually get into coaching down the road? Yeah, again, it wasn't something that I thought I was going to get into immediately. Um, I thought I was going to uh, go into one of the military branches, uh, just with my background being in, um, I, my degree was government law and national security. So that was kind of the route that I thought I was going to take. Um, but Pete Egbert, he was the guy that recruited me there, uh, played for, coached with. Um, whether I knew it or not, he was kind of the guy that shaped me into who I am today. So really, really grateful for the opportunity to coach with him. Let's talk a little bit more about your role here in Fayetteville now. As we mentioned, the development coach, and you work a, a number with pretty much the whole roster, maybe outside of pitchers, just different positions. But uh, when folks hear development coach, I, I think they don't necessarily know exactly what the job entails. But what do you do, I guess, on a daily basis with the Woodpeckers? Yeah, I, I, I kind of look at the position as a Swiss Army knife. Um, you got to be good at a lot of different things. Um, my day-to-day -day, uh, is involved in a lot of our advanced prep uh, on both the offensive and defensive front. Um, and then, you know, my main priority is outfield and catching development, uh, as well as coaching first base, so helping out with a lot of the base running. 
Um, and Ricky's done uh, a great job of kind of molding me and kind of utilizing me as a bench coach, you know, talking about moves in the game or, you know, the plan moving forward or scheduling or whatever that may be. Um, so I've been grateful for, for him to, ha to give me the opportunity um, to kind of do something different than I've done before. I got to ask, when you're coaching first this year, we've got Jackson Lofton, who has blown past the uh, franchise record in stolen bases. Are you even able to get a word in with that guy when he gets to first base? Because he doesn't even buckle the sliding mitt yet, and he's, and he's gone. Yeah, so uh, Jackson's done a really good job with a lot of our advanced base running prep. Um, and I think it's, it's an attribute to the cra his craft and his ability to just know the game. Um, so he can read the situation, uh, know what's going on, and he takes that stuff and carries it into the game directly. So. Uh, one of the smartest base runners that I've been around and just natural feel for the game. Our stats and info department also has you with a winning record whenever you coach third base. Has, has there been some internal politicking with Ricky Rivera to try and get you over a third more uh, towards the back end of the season? If you ask my wife, um, she would say that there is uh, from her end. Uh, she lets Ricky know whenever we score a bunch of runs and I'm over there. Um, when we're losing, she says that I should be back over there. But um, it's been nice. Like I said, him utilizing me in a bunch of different roles. Um, like I said, coaching first, coaching third, um, in the dugout as well. Um, it's more just, you know, what the team needs or mixing it up or development day for me or even TJ coaching first base. So. Uh, you mentioned your work with the catchers uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Garrett Gilmet, the uh, most recent catcher to uh, join the roster, 15th rounder out of Texas, played some high-level baseball in the Pac-12 as well with USC. What's been your early impression of him coming to town? Garrett wants to work, man, almost to a fault. Um, he's, he absorbs information. Um, his game prep has been fantastic. Uh, and like I said, he shows up every day and, and wants to get after it. Um, and he's got a plan and, and wants to stick to it. And we're chipping away at the little things that are going to, you know, elevate his game. It seems like Luis Encarnacion has, has really started to develop a little bit more as the year's gone on as well. I, I think, uh, you know, just early in the season, maybe it was the reps or, or just lack of playing the position. But, you know, some stuff just popping out of the mitt or getting by him. But as the year's gone on, he's, he's keeping it in front of him. He he's, seems like he's pitch framing better. Uh, what have been his biggest gains as the year has gone on, you think, uh, that you've been able to develop as a coaching staff? Yeah, the biggest thing for him was just learning the position. Um, he came in as, as an infielder, and uh, he could play the outfield as well, and it was just learning the craft, um, knowing how to call a game, knowing how to sequence properly, and, and how to receive or throw or whatever it is. And um, I can't say enough about that, that him as a human. Um, again, another guy that's come in and, and just worked his tail off um, every single day, and it's, you know, it's starting to show on the field, which is really, really awesome for him and his career. You mentioned your travels around the country and all the places that uh, baseball has taken you. Now with a full season almost uh, under your belt in the Carolina League, favorite road destination? We just got back from Myrtle Beach, but uh, I know you said you're not much of a beach guy, not, not huge on the sand, but what, what has been your uh, favorite destination so far in the Carolina League? I really enjoyed Charleston, um, and partially because my wife was there and we ah. got to spend time together and, and do a bunch of different things there, um, sample a lot of food. and. Um, you know, that time before we get to the ballpark is, is really, really nice where we can kind of experience the cities that we're in. And Charleston had a ton of for us to do. So, um, you know, like, like I said, not, not every place we go is, is great, but you try and find the best in each city. Last thing, who are we shouting out uh, from the Mazzo family on the broadcast tonight? Jeez. Oh, well, definitely my wife, Ashley, uh, and I got family coming into town. My dad, my stepmom, and my brother are coming as well. So really excited to have them. That's one of the things with the minor league season. It's tough just because of the longevity of it. But when people come into town, it, it means a lot and breaks up the monotony that the season can be. All right, give them a wave uh, while you're coaching first tonight. It's Dylan Mazzo, Woodpecker's uh, development coach. Thanks so much for sitting down pregame here, Dylan.
Appreciate you. Thank you.